Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi. This is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, featuring Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside me is the world-famous Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. That's right, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast all around the world, and make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on the site for you guys to read and check out. And feel free to give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. And check us out on YouTube or Instagram or all social media, at CannabisTalk101. Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright, and you can Hello. always catch me on the gram at JoeGrande52. And my latest post, boy, we were at that Grammy-nominated little hip boy. Hip boy's little spot right there in Hollywood. Shout out to Hit Boy and Big, Big Hit, Hit, the whole fam, Nima, Chris, everybody over there, man. Great folks. Had a great time. If you want to turn your typical into something special when it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Make sure you check out the website, loranoils.com. Today on the podcast, I can't wait to get into this brother's head because this is cool, Blue. we got a bunch of stories here. Not only what he is, who he is, where he's from, and everything else, but that he successfully led a lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles for a mismanagement of social equity cannabis licensing process that went on. Then he went on to co-found the Social Equity Owners and Workers Association. Salute, first off, for that. Yeah, man. That right there is a salute. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I seen that, besides us, we got Madison Shockey third, the CEO of Cadre. I mean, off the top, I don't know what Cadre means, but we're going to find out soon, which is a social equity cannabis product and lifestyle brand that focuses on delivering high-quality products while creating jobs as well as ownership opportunities for the black and brown communities affected by the war on drugs. They're putting the power back into the hands of the people, you guys, for as we all know, power is given and not taken. Be sure to check out their website, thecadre.com. T-H-E-C-A-D-R-E.com or follow them on IG at Join the Cadre. 
J-O-I-N-T-H-E-C-A-D-R-E, to peep their super dank flower and all their cartridges and pre-rolls that they got to offer. Without further ado, give it up for the CEO of Cadre, Madison Shockley, yeah. the third thank in you. the building. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks no, for the great duh. introduction. No, thank yeah. you. You earned that probably in many more. So like off top, I mean, I already mentioned these things that you've done. I want to know first off the name of the sh- the shop, Cadre. What does it mean? Yeah, Cadre. It has a few different meanings, but I took the meaning uh, from my, my research into previous revolutions that, that we can learn from. You know, I, I was studying Huey Newton and he was talking about the term cadre and, and how he, he was learning the word cadre uh, from people like Che Guevara. And Che Guevara talked about, you know, after the success of the revolution, it's gonna be the cadre that take over and are responsible for creating the new world that we live in. That, that are responsible for teaching everybody else the new uh, political ideology and the way of life. And I just believe that the way things are going in society uh, is, is broken down and corrupted and, and the cadre are the people that are going to change things for the better and create a new world. Ooh, so you're a deep brother. I, I see. like I that. Look at him. He's a yeah. deep slop. <laughs> yeah. So that's Philosophical what, that's what one. Is. I love that. That's yeah. dope. And, and I created cadre. Uh, shortly after uh, winning the lawsuit against the city of LA. And that whole effort wasn't just me, myself. It was a group of us. It was the cadre. (laughs) The cadres. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. People who were dedicated and and talented at creating change. Talk about this lawsuit as you just mentioned it. What happened? How did you create it? What were you about to get? Didn't get the lawsuit? Yeah. 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 How did you win it? In 2019, I learned about the social equity program. And I learned that I qualified because I had been arrested for selling weed when I was a teenager. And so that arrest qualified me. uh, And so I started pursuing my retail storefront license in the city of LA. And we all, myself amongst over 800 other people applied in this round of licensing. And unfortunately, uh, the process wasn't managed uh, fairly or properly. And so a lot of people who had, you know, put a lot into trying to redeem their their life through this program. You know, people who had been uh, victims of the war on drugs either been arrested or grew up in communities that were disproportionately targeted uh, for arrest for marijuana, uh, were now given an opportunity to now turn that around and get licensed to operate in the commercial cannabis industry. But the process for that to happen was corrupted. And so a lot of us applied and when you say corrupted, I, how I, I think like, I remember, what, I think I, I mean, remember. I've heard yeah. of it, but like, how yeah. was it corrupted? Can I can I jump in right Please. here for a second? I think what happened was is the portal opened up like 30 seconds before. That's right. And there was a group of individuals that knew about that portal. And so they were able oh, I remember to hearing it jump too, yeah. in. Yeah. And, and do that. Is that so, correct? That's right. Yeah. The portal was supposed to open at 10 a.m. on on September 3rd, 2019. And it opened 10 minutes early. Oh, 10 minutes early. Yes. Damn. And so, and so hundreds of people were able to apply before the official start time of the application. Wow. Yeah. And, and so the lawsuit, what it was about, essentially it was about uh, proving that the city did not conduct the process as the law said it was supposed to be administered. And so it was supposed to be a first come first serve process. And, and all of us were applying on a website uh, and it was supposed to start at 10 a.m., but because it started early. 9.50, yes. shady. And so the city uh, put out a list of what they said was the first come, first serve order of the people getting licenses. 
and there was only 100 licenses available. So 800 people apply and only 100 people are going to get we, it. We have that video. Okay. Of, of have, that, yeah. I we have seen the that. video. The Pop right. Brothers at Law, we're working the with Pop some Brothers people. Got, yes, yeah. yes. When that we video leaked, that. you guys did. Yeah, I, we, we I leaked that, that video. Yeah. I remember that. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I remember that. It's full so, circle so. because now I remember exactly what it was, yeah. but I didn't know it was that was the corruption from what we were talking about. I didn't realize yeah, we leaked that the video, story remember? that we knew about. And we we're dealing with another couple, too. Or was it you and so, your lady? Or so did I meet you there? Okay, no. But the video that you all leaked, we recorded that video. Uh, when we were submitting applications, yeah, and we were responsible, myself and a and a team of small team of us, uh, were responsible for submitting over twenty applications that day, uh, and mine was included in that twenty applications. Uh, we set it up. We set up a room where we had twenty MacBook computers, all hardwired to. Uh, a fiber optic internet connection because it was a competition. Sure. These licenses. Oh yeah, you want to get the fastest, best? Let's go. Yeah, and so we also had the presence of mind to screen record submitting all these applications. Great job. You know, uh, I just anticipated there was going to be some type of hack or something might go wrong when you have technology involved in a process like this. So we recorded it. That's very smart of you, Madison. Very smart of you. Well, I'm glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I did because the city basically announced that you know the process went perfectly smooth everything was was great this is a model for how the rest of the country could conduct cannabis licensing and i knew that wasn't true and so we took those recordings and uh we shared them with folks and it made its way to you all and you all publicized it yeah and that helped us get a lot of attention for what was going wrong Wow, so man. how did you win the lawsuit, DJ? What what happened? How did the outcome turn out? Yeah, so when we started the Social Equity Owners and Workers Association, it, the catalyst of it really was to uh, mobilize the folks who were wronged in this process to be able to fight back. So we, we started the organization and uh, our recruiting call to our members was join this lawsuit against the city uh, if you were part of this unfair process. And so initially a small group of Five to seven of us uh, put up the money to retain the attorney. Uh, it was $7,500 for the initial retainer. And we split it up by five ways. And that's how we got the process started. Wow. Um, I had really analyzed these videos and the, the list that the city had put out uh, talking about what, what order people had submitted in. And I discovered that the city wasn't being honest about the order of the submissions. And I was able to cross-reference their list of timestamps with the video recordings. Wow, and, of your timestamps. Yes. And your completions. Yes. And they were way off. Yes, they were off. <laughs> they were off. <laughs> That's and, huge. And, and so essentially, I, I figured out uh, a legal theory that we could pursue uh, that the city wouldn't be able to deny. And so we filed a, a writ of mandamus a writ of mandate, essentially asking a judge uh, to determine whether the city had followed the law when they administered this process. And, and so I had singled out the, the point in the law where it said that it had to be a first come first serve process. And when I showed that their list wasn't the accurate list of who came first in the process, then uh, that's Show where they were in trouble. Sure. Yeah. So we uh, we got an expedited hearing for an injunction on the on the program, and 
So two weeks from that order, we were supposed to have a court date. Well, in between that time, the city council came to the table to negotiate uh, with our attorneys and ultimately settled the lawsuit uh, by the city agreeing to create an additional 100 dispensary licenses for social economics. Now, Damn, so you guys allowed that. So now there was 200. Yes. Well, and Great the, job. And, and let me ask you this. I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now that are looking, that are still social equity. They should be, you know, able to, um, you know, get a license under social equity. Do they still have an opportunity? It's Cannabis Talk 101 when we come back. Follow Blue at one Christopher Wright. Follow Joe Grande at Joe Grande 52. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website. CannabisTalk101.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Number one podcast for everything cannabis. Elevated Global Supply, the highest standard packaging. Elevated Global Supply is your preferred packaging partners, you guys. From design to delivery, check out their website, egspkg.com, and get yourself hooked up today. We are sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Madison Shockley, the CEO of Cadre. I love this, dude, the story so far. Blue asked you on the way out of the segment, is there ways for now these social equity applicants that are still out there to still get a shop? There is. License, I should there say. There is. In Los Angeles, there's several hundred social equity entrepreneurs that have been granted the opportunity to get a license. And there's still potentially going to be another round of licensing for social equity. So currently, there's there's about two or 300 licenses that people are trying to stand up right now. Since they have to find properties, they got to find funding uh, to be able to get these business operating. Uh, and then 
upcoming is another round of, of licensing, probably for another hundred licenses. What, when is that? Uh, it hasn't been announced yet. But they are going to come out and they're going to give another hundred licenses out. Yes. Now, did they automatically grant you one and grandfather you in? Not automatically. No. So when they created the additional hundred licenses, uh, they decided to license the next 100 people in line. And, you know, essentially that was you guys. I, I was in that next hundred. Uh, if, if you weren't located too close to somebody else who came in line before you, then you were selected because there's a buffer rule uh, in Los Angeles where you can't be within 600 feet yeah. of somebody. So if somebody else in line before you was within 600 feet of your location, Ugh. you would have been knocked out. So you got so knocked thankfully, out. Thankfully, I didn't get knocked out. Oh, good. Uh, and I, and I, I did get my license and I just opened my dispensary about three months ago. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Where are you located at? Uh, it's in Southeast LA uh, off uh, Avalon and 61st. Oh, nice. Uh, it's called Off the Charts Powered by Cadre. Ah, fantastic, yeah, dude. Very now, proud of so, it. So now, uh, as you know, I, I know you know, as a social equity applicant, you need to retain 51% of the company, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Now, so how does that work and how are your partners and, and how is that looking for you? Yeah, you know, I started out early on. I, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 15 years of my career. Because I got arrested early in my life for selling weed, it made it difficult to get corporate gigs. So I figured out how to be an entrepreneur pretty early on. And so I, I had experience raising money for, for companies before this. So what I did early on was raise the friends and family round. And that, that allowed me to get started, you know, hire CPAs and attorneys to learn the, you know, the, the, rules and of the road of, of cannabis operating. And, and then from there, after I applied for the license, uh, I, I found partners. Uh, actually, before I applied for the license, I, I found partners, uh, but then I had to get out of that contract uh, in order to pursue the lawsuit. And right. then after the lawsuit was uh, successful, uh, I found new partners and off the charts. Fantastic. Now, if you don't mind me asking, and you could just say pass, but what kind of f friends and family round did you raise? Uh, the initial one was $50,000. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And I sold, I think I sold like, Five percent of my company. Gotcha. At that point, so that was just fam family. Yeah. And since then, um, I've I've had to raise a couple other rounds to keep it going. Yeah. You know, the uh, the process has been over three years since that lawsuit, and since I was notified I, I could get my license, then I had to uh, raise more capital. I probably raised another eight hundred thousand after after getting the license, just to build the store out and pay rent on the building until we were able to open, open up. How long was that process? Uh, two and a half years. Wow. So you're paying two and a half years with no income coming in on that bad right. boy. And did you have it built out at that time or you just kind of waiting for the? No, so I got the building, a great location, but the place needed to be pretty much completely remodeled. Yeah. Uh, and so that process, building that store from the ground up and getting it permitted and going through the city building and safety department. Yeah. Uh, during COVID, <laughs> you know, there's that things. part too. Yeah, yeah. jeez, yeah. that yeah. was tough. So that's what it took two and a half years. Yeah. So, is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Without so without you know that I'm an owner now. I'm an owner of a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. Uh, I've been able to hire my friends, uh, hire people from the community where my business is located. Uh, absolutely, it's been worth it. That's fantastic, man. And and so tell us what your place looks like now. I mean, right now, you know, if, if we walked in your store, what are we seeing? 
it's beautiful. Uh, I think it's one of the most beautiful stores, uh, cannabis stores in LA, period. Nice. I think it's the nicest retail store in South Central Los Angeles. Wow. Despite cannabis or anything. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, we've got nice, beautiful epoxy floors. We've got, uh, you know, somebody came in the store recently and said, this looks like a Louis Vuitton store. Wow, nice. that's a nice, okay. We have okay. like the wood and the LED lighting and like the shelves are floating. And it's a really Quality. nice store. Yeah. yeah. And, and let me say this, you know, when you did, is this what you envisioned? I mean, you know, cause obviously you, did, you didn't want to, you didn't want to go to, to, to sue the city. I mean, you, that wasn't your goal. You didn't yeah. stand up to be like, Oh, we're going to sue the city. You know, I can't wait to sue fucking Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who wants to go up against the giant? That was, right? that was not fun because LA is one of the largest municipalities in the world. Yeah. And many, many people warned me not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, cause now you're like, on a big shit list. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you want to be on the LA list? Well, well the hard, one of the hardest parts was finding a lawyer that would take it on because we were suing the city. Yeah. Many of the best lawyers in LA uh, wouldn't take it on. Shout out to Ricky Ivey. Uh, his firm took on our, our cause and represented us very well. And yeah. won, for God's sakes. Right. So what sells there at your shop there? What's the big sellers? I know you got Black Cadre. Joy. Cadre, Cadre Cannabis, maybe, which yeah. is called Black Joy Pre-Roll. We're, we're, we're proud to have one of the widest assortments of products of any store. Like we've got almost every brand you can imagine in our store. Uh, but Cadre, our house brand, uh, is selling at the top, you know? Uh, yeah. Pe people are really excited about the brand and what it stands for and, and how we've built it. The, the people's weed. Up. That's right. But then also once we launched the product and people have tried it uh, and they're loving it, they're really like, okay, this is, this is my, this is my brand that I'm sticking with. Man, Cadre that's LA. We gotta you have to get the one that says Cadre LA. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that's gonna crash. Cadre LA. <laughs> yeah. Right. We got Los Angeles on our apparel. We also have an apparel line nice. that people are loving. Nice. You know, we throw events. Uh it's very much about uh being a part of culture. The community uh, we're working with different artists that are blowing up right now. Uh so yeah, it's been really Are you are you are you originally from South Central? I, I was born in South Central. Oh nice. And so my first three years of life was in South Central and then I moved to Mid City. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, born and raised in Los Angeles. Man. And and that logo right there, that C, mm -hmm. that looks dope with the hat. Talk about yeah. this logo, what it means, Where'd who it came from? up with it. Yeah, so our creative director, uh, Randy Morales, We one of the things about Cadre is I think we have the best team. I put my team up against anybody, I'd say all often. Uh, and Randy Morales, our creative director, he's a, a designer. Uh, who came up with this logo with the C and the star. He came up with this shirt. Uh, we've probably got like 20 different uh, apparel SKUs uh, that we have for sale. Uh, we pop up at festivals and events, and we also sell it on our website, as you can see at thecadre.com. So go get this exclusive merch now before these items sell out. Once these are, designs are sold, uh, we're not making the same designs again. And, uh, Randy, who goes by Creative Vice, uh, to me is a creative giant in this space. He's he's one of the emerging designers, and and we're really proud to have him on our team and part of what we're doing. That's awesome, man. You know, um, it, it, you know, one Los Angeles is not an easy place to to build anything. You know, Especially in the hood like that too. I mean, let's just call it what it is. You in South Central? It ain't like yeah. you mean you doing it in a 
Santa yeah. Monica. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so um, you know, kudos to you for for one is breaking in LA, you know, and taking the time, like you said, two years to even get your doors open. I mean, and then you know, how much did you spend trying to get those doors open? Probably over one point two million. Wow. Uh, over the past four four and a half years or so. Uh, since I started pursuing this, yeah, yeah, in multiple tranches, you know, there's many times where I was on the edge running out of money and it could have been over. Yeah. You know, uh, it's been incredibly hard and it's ta taken a lot of dedication, but I grew up here. I was born and raised here. I'm, I'm second generation L.A. You know, uh, my family's been deeply involved in, in building this city. You know? Good. And so when the opportunity came to uh, get licensed for a cannabis dispensary, and knowing that the competition for that is really global. Yeah. You know, this is the biggest. Literally, it's global fear in, in LA. Yeah. 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 And so I didn't want to see that opportunity, especially uh, when it comes to something that uh, people that look like me have suffered so much from cannabis, the war on wrongful it. cannabis enforcement. Yeah. You know, and how that's torn apart so many of our families and how that was something that was used strategically to just hold our people back economically and socially. And uh, for for this to be uh, now allowed in our community, in our city, uh, it was important for me to to grab equity in that and to grab market share and not let that be taken like so many other things have been taken from. Now, what's the plan for, um, you know, more stores? Are you looking at, you know, coming out with more stores? Do they offer you more opportunity once you've had a social equity uh, a store open or how does that work if you want to open more? Yeah, so in Los Angeles, in social equity and in general, you can have up to three licenses. Uh, so I can I have the opportunity to, to apply in future rounds of licensing. But uh, I've been able to expand my ownership uh, by being part of the off the charts uh, franchise and, and helping that franchise expand to other locations. Yep. Uh, and, and so is that the locations that's on the website there, too? Yes. Yeah, because I see the location, if I'm not mistaken, 15 different locations, right? Yes. yes. You guys are all over the place. Matter of fact, I was talking about this on the sh on our meeting the other day, and I was wondering where in the hell is Winter Haven, California? Yeah, that's right on the border of uh, Arizona and California. Wow, by are needles? you guys one of the last by needles? Uh, I haven't actually been there. I don't know. It's, it's by it's right by Yuma, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was looking at this list, I'm like, okay, yeah. I know where that. I know where that. Where the heck, Winter Haven? Oh, goodness, yeah. where's yeah. that at? Off the charts has expanded uh, very rapidly over the last couple of years, and you know, I've been a part of helping expand some of those those locations. But really, it comes down to the operations of of the brand. Off the charts. Off the charts has a following of cannabis consumers that are like real fans and real like family to to the brand you know sure. uh, off the charts really has the best operations and i noticed that uh, about three years ago when i first walked into the original off the charts location in vista california down in san diego uh, a few years ago when, when i was fighting that lawsuit i got evicted from my apartment in la and had to move to my parents house in san diego and i needed to find a new cannabis dispensary and that's when i discovered off the charts fell in love with it and that was my my happy place that was where i went uh, for joy when i was in those struggling times sure <laughs> you know, isn't sure. that crazy though, to think of the struggle is so real like oh, you lose man. the apartment you lose everything work so hard for it and then to get it back it's so great when we come back we're gonna take a break real quick i want to hear some anecdotal stories of why cannabis has worked so well for so many patients 
in South Central. What are the patients coming in for? What have you seen how cannabis has really helped that community? It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. You want to hear your name shouted out live on the show? Call us anytime. 1-800-420-1980 and leave us a voicemail. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? Now back to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis Talk 101. I don't know if you ever found yourself caught up, folks, and you need a lawyer. I know a few of you have. Blue's used him a few times, and you know what? He's really helped him out, and we got the man for you. Call our attorney, Mr. Freddie Sage at the Fox Firm. He has over 20 years of experience and has become one of the best-known criminal defense firms and cannabis law attorneys in the state of California. From low-level misdemeanors to high-level felonies and any matters related to cannabis and anything else, you guys, the Fox Firm offers a free initial consultation or just call Freddie to check on him and see how he's doing. All legal matters. Hit him up. 310-877-5033 or check out the website, thefoxfirm.com with two X's, T-H-E-F-O-X-X-F-I-R-M. We're sitting here with our new buddy right here, Madison Shockley III, the CEO of Cadre. What a story that's going on there. When we went to break, though, you're out there in beautiful South Central Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, you see movies, folks. You, if you don't know what the vibe is there, watch a flick, and <laughs> and it's real, like a two dollar bill. I mean, I mean, it ain't fake. The things you see in movies is is kind of like what it is over there. But what have you seen, Madison? As this medicine is not only in an area like that, but how have you seen it help people in these areas? I, I've seen people walk into my store and shed a tear, and and just express to me how proud they are that this 
uh, facility is in their community. And you did it so nice the way you described it too. Yeah, it's a, it you really built a beautiful a, location for for a location that yeah, needs it. Yeah, and and you know the goal was to build something beautiful, but also like uh, culturally appropriate. So we have a lot of street art and graffiti, and so it's like a, really a mix of luxury and and like the urban edge. And, and so uh, people have come in and talked about how you know this made them proud of their community to have a place like this in it. You know, uh, people come in for all sorts of stuff. You know, South L.A. folks, uh, a lot of real smokers, a lot of people who smoke and have for and been part of cannabis smoking, weed smoking culture uh, for decades and really been a part of shaping what that is and influencing what that is. You know, so you have real connoisseurs uh, in our community. For sure. And, well, you got real yeah. people that are selling it down the street. I mean, I mean, yeah. you can buy it there. You can buy it from uh, that's Louis. That's true. That's true. But the difference at our store is our products are tested. Yeah. Right. Uh, safer. And, and safer. They're they're consistent. Safe you, access. You know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, uh, Come try this cadre. It's, it's, it's raised right. That's yeah, right. boy. The thing is, is, is I think there's a there's a lot of people that do want it to get it from the store that that like you said cry when they come in because they have a safe place to get it because. Not everybody, maybe that was the only place they could get it, but now they can get it from a safe dispensary that's licensed, that has testing, that's governed by the state and the city, and it's just a better place for them. Do you feel that the city um, is supporting you? And I know, Connor, you had a question. Yes. So what was the city's reaction to you bringing forward this lawsuit and pretty much you know, showing, Call out. calling them out and saying like, you know, you cheated the people who were, you know, doing this right. So can yeah, you tell me the, what they the said? The reaction was to cover it up initially, you know? And so then it became a situation of- Like they I, wanted to give you Laker tickets? I mean, how they covered <laughs> it up? Yeah, well, they, they came up with an explanation why what they did was, was proper. Interesting. And, and they called it normalization. They had an explanation explanation called normalization and they said what we did was we let people in early but we normalized their times and so so huh? yeah yeah what does that mean that's bamboozle yeah. talk <laughs> and, then, and then um the the mayor of the city called for an audit of the process and then the auditors frankly uh were part of the cover-up and and made wow. excuses for uh this this process so, so then I really had to disprove the normalization process. And so I, I then went back to the data of their timestamps versus my videos. And, and it's, I'm not going to try to explain it here because it was a very clever exp explanation. And I had to think long and hard. And I really think God really just gave me the answers after a certain point. Uh, and I discovered you know, their, their normalization scheme and how to disprove the accuracy of it. And that was really instrumental in helping win the loss. So upon, um, upon then, uh, the, you know, the whole thing getting ruled in your favor, was there an acknowledgement after the fact of them saying I would like, say absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I would say after the lawsuit, the city was embarrassed nationally. Yeah. You know, and since then, uh, have, have made tremendous, efforts to reform the process and, and stand up a legitimate uh, program. And, and so after the lawsuit and the settlement, uh, we continue lobbying for a lot of changes to the, to the laws. And we've gotten a lot of things changed, like, uh, like social equity ownership laws in particular. Uh, initially, when the pr program was created, 
the laws that protected protected our equity ownership was like two sentences. And hmm. we, we've had that reformed to where it's a page and a half long of all the rules that protect our equity and ownership and control of our businesses. Right. And so that took, you know, several months of lobbying and working with the city. Uh, but, you know, that and the number of other changes uh, and reforms have, have come to the program since we won that lawsuit. So I would say it's been positive uh since then were they on your helmet though like when you're building out and are they checking you i mean granted you have to do it all right anyways because mm -hmm. you're building a business but it's a cannabis business so you have to go far and above yeah it's were, were they like you know it's such a big city with so many different departments and unfortunately the cannabis department hasn't been supported by all the other departments in the city in the ways that you would think. Yeah, they're know? not even feeling it. They're not even sure if it's gonna stay. They're like, yeah. oh, whatever, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Can see and that. so building and safety uh, was a huge challenge. You know, I, I really had to ask for help from the city in, in getting through that process. And, and they did, you know, step up and provide some assistance in that process. You know, it, being said that social equity, you know, has to be retained again 51 percent to the social applicant yes. that ends up winning how are they doing i mean knowing that there's you know people out there that do have criminal records quote unquote you know because the the thing is is i, I feel like you're, you you're very intelligent i could tell you study you worked hard you deserve to get what you got are the rest of the applicants doing the same are some of them falling apart what are your thoughts what are you seeing out there in la yeah you know it's it's frankly it's been a mixed bag because early on when social equity started, it, the environment was very, like we were all pit against each other, essentially. It was, it was a lot of greed going on. It was a lot of outside interest trying to use you know, qualified equi equity people as straw men for their own business. Totally agree, yeah. And, and so Buy that, you that out. Just, and yeah. And, and you're a puppet, basically. This, hey, yeah, let's capitalize on what happened to you and let me buy in. And some people looked at it like, oh, I got, I got these big people backing me. I don't need to work with you guys in the community. I'm with this big group over here or this big group. And it created a lot of division and, and it warped the whole purpose of social equity. And that was also a reason uh, I started the Social Equity Owners and Workers Association uh, was to create uh, organization where applicants could go to work together and figure out what our interests are, you know, without other big corporations, you know, trying to tell us what our interests yeah, without are. Without them, just a bunch of money coming talking, because money isn't always the answer. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that, you know. It, it's or really, they think it's the only solution. Well, it's, hard, than, it's hard work, you know. You, you could, work. yeah, you couldn't be here clearly without working your butt off. And, and I know that because, you know, there, I've been involved in LA dispensaries. I, I've seen, I was there in all the meetings, you know, uh, when um, Donnie, rest in peace, rest was in out peace, there Donnie. hustling oh, his love butt dude. off, trying to make sure that that the social equity got their their um, their uh, uh, their rights uh, heard. And you know, I've, I've spoken those meetings, you know, prior to all these dis dispensaries. And I remember going to LA, and I I remember the first thing one time the guys like. I didn't even get a word. He's like, so where are you from? The the city council. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I live in Orange County, but not realizing that I'm from L.A., you know, and he was like, well, it doesn't matter what you're saying. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. You know, I like it does matter what I say. I got a voice here in Los Angeles is probably bigger than yours, sir. You know, respectfully, you know, we're having these conversations and 
And I, I remember in the beginning, everybody was just like, slam the hammer, slam the hammer. And then it was like, okay, loosen up. And then it was like, hey, it's flooding in. There's people showing up. I mean, we'd start to get together with, I mean, there was the the uh, Latinos for Cannabis. There was the, uh, you know, the uh, Donnie's team. You know, there was, there was just so many different people coming in. And it started growing. And then all of a sudden you started getting, you know, uh, some of the, uh, you know, real like attorneys getting involved and health uh organizations getting involved and it started getting real serious for them yeah. you know and i and i remember watching that process and then i remember hearing you know straight quite frankly the fuckery that went down on the the and we had to think about it do we want to push this you know because it's like putting a target on us too and we're like we, we got to put it out yeah. and um you know it, we we decided to put that out when we when we got because we got a tape someone sent us a tape and said look oh it was a uh, a dude and her his, uh his, his girlfriend, wife her girlfriend his wife yeah. yeah and they were like look we we've got them on video i mean and we've got the we've got the video on tape and i'm like well, no way and yes evelyn and brandon really? yes, yes that's yes. who it was yes. evelyn and brandon now you yeah, yeah. And they, they came they, to they, us they're like you guys are the ones that gotta break it for us and shout we're just out to there. the green paradise they, yeah. they have a dispensary now uh, we'd love to know, see them again they, they got their license please connect us with them if you got a contact with them yeah yeah we'd love yeah. to have them oh, back, i would love man. to have them on the, i mean they helped rev revolutionize that whole they scenario absolutely did. yeah i mean they went out on a limb going well if we're gonna get caught or whatever it's on us let's go yeah that takes a lot of courage and were you able to use that in court that Unfortunately, we didn't get to the point where we needed to use that because you, you they, they they settled. That's right. Yeah, that's smart. Let man. me ask you, how does somebody get involved in this social equity owners and workers association? So I pers I no longer in a, am a member of the social equity owners and workers association. You're like, fuck it. I got my shop later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've since I've since started another organization, uh, the uh, Cannabis Equity Policy Council. And we lobby in LA as well as Sacramento. Uh, we have membership organizations. The Social Equity Owners and Workers Association is one of our member organizations, uh, as well as LBCCC in Long Beach, UCA in Sacramento. Uh, we, we've got several organizations across the state and we've got individual members that are social equity entrepreneurs uh, that represent CEPC. And uh, we've been able to do some remarkable things through that as well. You know, uh, last year uh, we were instrumental in passing a tax break uh, at the state level. Yeah. So, so Congratulations. Now, thank you. Thank you. So now uh, social equity uh, dispensaries uh, get a 20% tax break on their state excise tax, uh, which if you know anything about cannabis and uh, the, the taxes, it's really oppressive, the taxes on cannabis sales. Sure. Uh, for for the profitability of our businesses, for the consumer, it's a real drag, you know. And so through this organization, we were instrumental in uh, lowering that tax rate for equity dispensaries. Wow. Uh, that's great, man. We'll keep doing the Lord's work over there. We like to do the high five that everybody that comes into the show before we get to that. I want to thank everybody around here that makes the show happen from Amir to Adrian, Alex C, Alex A, Mondo, Madison, Elber, Teddy, the show dog, Daniel, Connor V, Kinky Camp, Baxter, Beach Bar, Salar, Ellie Muffin, Sunday, Cassie, Ruby with the beautiful Ruby. Ruby, Ruby, Goldie, Brother Pitts, Mark Carnes, Chris Frankino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis. Thank you guys all 
for doing what you guys do for us today. The CEO of Dadre is in the building, you guys. It's so good to have you, Cadre. Madison Cadre. Shock. Cadre. Excuse me, I don't know what the hell I'm reading. You thought he said Padres. Yeah, pa- <laughs> the San Diego Padres, the owner of them. Cadre. Yeah. Madison Shockey the third. It's time to do the high five. Five simple questions. I'd love to hear your answers. Okay. How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis, and where did you get it from? I was 14, and I got it from my cousin. I think it was around Christmas, and you know, all the cousins got together around Christmas, and my older cousins were smoking weed at that time, and I was coming of age, and they shared it with me. Nice. Uh, question sure. number two of the high sit down, five. young man. <laughs> what is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? Um, I I smoke joints. Yeah. For many years, I smoked Swisher Sweets. Oh, uh, I know I was, those I well. Blunt, Old blunt school guy, guy. I like that. Years. Uh, now I changed to the the paper planes. I like uh, cones. I just pack my cones and smoke joints. Nice, man. nice and easy. Question number three of the high five: craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis? Oh, our our previous headquarters. We, we, Cadre was blessed to have a really awesome headquarters in Hollywood on Sunset, and we had the highest balcony in Hollywood, and we had several events there over the past year. Literally uh, the highest. Unforgettable. Yeah. The highest. So, yeah, just that experience be, looking over the city and the, and the Hollywood signs right there in front of us and all, all the people and friends that came through to our events. Nice. That's the thanks for the invite. Yeah, thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Never went to that high spot, but whatever. Cool. <laughs> Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Hot Cheetos. Yeah, hot Cheetos. <laughs> you lick your fingers. Oh, too? girl, on the last one said yeah. hot Cheetos too. Huh? She said hot Cheetos and the and the regular Cheetos. That's you know so that random. I heard they're going to discontinue those, uh, and they're going to change the 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 red on it because I guess the dye. The red dye. That's good. It'd probably be good for my health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, change it if, if they're going to change. That's right. Red dye is about to be bad yeah, in California. Yeah. They said they said that the dye has too much something bad in it, and that uh, my son's allergic to red dye. Is he? Yeah, literally. He can eat those. She doesn't. Well, yeah, he doesn't eat those. But yeah, it's just crazy to think. There's a lot of people that are allergic to the red dye. What are you saying, Connor? It's, put it, it's, put it on yourself, there, buddy. Uh, carcinogenic, I believe. Oh, great. It's yeah, yeah he's cancerous. Like, oh, great. like, <laughs> like uh, yellow and red dye, I believe, is yeah. getting uh, the axe in like 2027. I don't know. It's taking him so long to get that. Past, I, well, you know, why it take so long to figure that out? I, I'll tell you what, man. I, I was in in Costco the other day. They were trying to hand me some Cheetos, some hot Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, right there in the thing. And I was like, I just seen an article on a dude saying these are bad, bro. You guys are doing this to us right now. They're like, you guys free hot Cheetos. I was like, what, dude? Like, you guys are giving them away. It's so funny. I got to give a shout out to my son's teacher who randomly said because we noticed my son would break out after he was eating things and. The lady goes, it might be the red Cheetos in the mixed bag of Cheetos. Wow. I'm never eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> not, not Cheetos, Cheez-Its, excuse me. Okay. I mean, the Cheez-Its, right? Because she was like, a lot of kids I've noticed in my time teaching have been alert. So we weren't hip on the red dye, like at yeah. all. Well, but my son's teacher was like, I've had a lot of students that were allergic to red dye. Then we took my son in and found out it was the fucking red dye. So from Cheez-Its. From Cheez-Its. So the red dye. Which is one of dye. my favorite, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get the mixed well, bag of school, Cheez-Its. That's what it is. schools where they get you hooked on these chips. Yeah. yeah. It was elementary school when I got when I started eating hot Cheetos. Man. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's just funny. They didn't have hot Cheetos when I was in school. But you know what I mean? I would have done it. Yeah. Old man stories. Question number five of the high five. Madison, it's great to have you here. Great to meet you. Great to hear your story, yeah, dog. You're, you're a great dude, yeah, man. Yeah. A great I don't show. care what Connor was saying about you. I think you're solid. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all good. Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, 
dead or alive? Who would it be and why? Ooh. Ah, Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, Ooh you rock it like yeah, that, huh? I, I play guitar as a as a hobby. And always having uh, his creativity and uh, just like he's such an icon. I would love to smoke with him and talk with him about his creative process. Do a headband, the headband flip with them. Yeah. You heard the headband flip. Let's go. Just go. Put him in there. And let's yeah. really rock out. Listen, boy. Is there anything else before we let you get on out of here that you want to say about the brand, the company, the product lines, anything? Yeah, so we're available in seven stores around LA right now. We're actually getting ready to launch in all the off the charts around the state. I would just say, go buy the product and support us. Buy cannabis that empowers you. And that's what Cadre does and is about. Uh, so let's build this social equity supply chain. Uh, the stores that we initially launched in are all social equity stores. Uh, our manufacturer for our product is a black owned social equity business. Nice. So from seed to sale, the entire supply chain is social equity. Uh, that's how we launched the product. And so I'm really proud of that. And I'm, I'm proud of that too. That's dope. Yeah, that is really dope, man. Good stuff, dude. That's important. And, and visit our website, thecadre.com. And go get some merch. It's cool. The apparel. Yeah, man. Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.